Hello and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview. And today on the show, I'm going to be talking about the Scream franchise. So I'm talking about another slasher movie franchise here. Six movies in this series. Normally what I do is I go movie by movie individually and I talk about each individual one. I'm going to do this one slightly differently, uh, but still going and, and hitting on all six movies ending with Scream 6, the most recent one. But let's start off with the original trilogy. Hello? Hello? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Well, just some scary movie. Like scary movies. Uh huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Scream. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a masked killer who targets her and her friends by using scary movies as part of his deadly game. Now, I'm going to talk about the entire original trilogy here all in one review. I'm not going to break it up review by review for movie by movie here because, honestly, I feel pretty much the same about all three of these movies. These movies are basically all on the same level for me and so I, I didn't want to split this up into three different reviews and basically say the same thing three times so I'm going to talk about these three uh, basically as if they're one kind of big movie one big story and stuff here uh, so what makes the Scream movies special the thing that makes the Scream movies special is the meta stuff. This is the franchise where they they introduced the meta stuff into the slasher genre. So what that means is this is a slasher movie, but they're also like kind of making fun of slasher movies at the same time by pointing out things that happen in all slasher movies basically. But then they're also kind of playing into that kind of stuff and like uh, playing into the stuff that, that people like about the slasher movie genre, playing into the, the over-the-top kills and some of the, the dumb characters making dumb decisions and the, the teenagers and all this kind of stuff, though without the nudity, honestly, which like, like honestly, I appreciate that. That's kind of nice. None of the entire series never has any nudity. I don't think there's any in any of these movies, which is surprising considering that is like a staple in slasher movies. Movies, you know, until the recent movies, like basically all the Halloweens had at least some, right? And the same with Friday the 13th and stuff. And so this series never had that, which is refreshing. That's pretty nice. So the way this movie is meta is that in the movie, they basically set up the rules, like the characters set up the rules of what a slasher movie is and what, like how they can survive a slasher movie. And so, you know, like, like they're like, oh, okay, you know, in the first one, they're like, okay, you know, I you can't go out of the room and say, you know, oh, I'll be right back and then go by yourself because you definitely won't be right back. You know, then that's when the ghost face is going to kill you here, you know, and so they 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 like set up rules and explicitly like state the the kind of quote unquote the rules of a slasher movie you know because they're it's like they're not quite like aware that they're in a slasher movie but they're basically aware that they're in a slasher movie they kind of try to toe the line between trying to be somewhat realistic with it while also trying to 
while also being a little bit goofy and, and, and talking in ways that people don't really talk in real life as far as uh, them living in a movie goes, you know? And then each movie escalates the meta, right? So it's like the first movie, it's just basic slasher movie stuff. And then the second one, it's like, okay, this one is the sequel. So what happens in, you know, the sequel to a slasher movie? You know, so it's like, okay, the killer has to be somehow related here, but it has to be a little different and stuff. And then the third one, it's like, okay, the third one, all bets are off. The main character could die. We don't even know what's going to happen because this is like the fi the finale of this trilogy. And so, you know, each one, they kind of up the meta aspect of it. Each one, they... Each one, the meta aspect of it becomes a bigger part of the movie, and each one, they uh, they change it, the, the different angle of what the meta is. So the first one, very much the basic, uh, this is a slasher movie kind of meta. The second one is, this is the slasher movie sequel, and the third one is, this is the slasher movie finale. So this is the slasher movie uh, end of the trilogy, kind of. Which, it, it, from the, the movie, it definitely seems like it was supposed to be the finale, and then all the movies coming afterwards... Uh, just start adding more stuff on top of it then. All this meta stuff is pretty fun, and it definitely makes these movies very unique in the genre, uh, but it also makes them less scary. I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe these as comedies. There's some uh, kind of comedic elements in the movies, but I, I wouldn't describe them as comedy. But it, it reminds me of like a horror comedy in that they're kind of two genres that don't really effectively blend together. Whenever you make a horror comedy, it's never scary. I have never seen a horror comedy that was scary because the, the horror and comedy just don't really mix those two genres. You can mix them together and make fun movies. You know, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is hilarious. But it's hilarious and it's not scary, you know. So it's like, you know, horror comedies are are never scary, and the, it it leans more onto the the comedy side. At least that's the way it is for me. I feel the same way about this movie because again, you know, some comedic elements, but I wouldn't necessarily qualify these as comedies. I don't think, uh, but they are. They're, they're trying to be the horror movie, and they have some, you know, decently fun and exciting sequences and stuff, but it's never scary because of all the meta stuff that they have in it. Mixing the meta into the horror makes the movie less scary because because it takes you out of it because it's like people don't speak like this in real life people aren't like this in real life people don't perceive the world around them as a movie you know maybe they use movies to help them interpret the world around them sometimes that definitely happens but uh <laughs> but people don't perceive the world around them as a movie at least n nobody that i've ever met does you know so it's like when these characters increasingly throughout this series see the world around them as as a movie and and then like go almost to the point of just saying like we're in a movie it's it's like not quite to deadpool levels but it's like they're 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 pushing towards that level of kind of meta fourth wall breaking almost kind of stuff they never look into the camera and just be like okay hey audience what's going on you know not quite like deadpool but they're pushing those kind of borders and when you're pushing those kind of elements in what is supposed to be a scary movie it takes you out of the movie because it, it makes it more of a different otherworldly different kind of thing a different kind of experience that is not a scary experience ultimately uh, that's the way it comes across to me I, I think you know the i don't know judging by the box art on the movies and stuff where it's like this is the scariest one yet 
yet. I'm going to say maybe other people don't agree with me on that point, maybe. But that's the way I feel about the meta and the horror aspects mixing like that. Some people would also disagree with me on this one. But I, I feel like Ghostface does not have those kind of iconic feeling sequences that like Jason has when he's like Jason is running at the window in the background while the girl is like she's she's just standing there she thinks she's safe and then he's like booking it towards her out the back of the window behind him behind her and it's like this crazy moment that I remember in the movie uh, Friday the 13th part 2 I think is what that one's in is like whoa you know or Michael Myers like sitting up behind Laurie Strode in Halloween uh, that's a moment that's like, whoa, you know, this movie, th these movies don't really have that for the most part. A, a lot of the kills I find, uh, I don't know, they're okay, but they're, they're very similar. You know, if you're in it for the kills, which I'm not necessarily in it for the kills, that's not necessarily why I like horror, uh, slasher movies, you know, but some people, they, they, that's what they want to see. They want to see the cool kills and stuff, right? I, I don't know. I don't find the kills. I mean, there's the one where they're in the soundproof room and they do some interesting stuff with that, that I thought was kind of cool. But for the most part, the kills in the movie are very samey. He just, he has like a kitchen knife kind of knife or he has some kind of knife. And he, uh, it's not a kitchen knife. That's Michael Myers. He, he has some kind of knife and he, he stabs him a bunch of times. And, and that's basically it. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't think the kills are like particularly interesting, even when they are exciting or when they set up kind of a, an exciting or an intense kind of situation. Uh, it's never, it, it just doesn't seem like they're really hitting on some of those iconic moments that you would want with, a killer that you're setting up to be this kind of iconic slasher movie villain, you know? Um, I do find it interesting that Ghostface is just, like, scrambling all over the place all the time, trying to get his kills, you know? It makes him different than the other ones, you know? I mean, it probably makes him more realistic, I guess, in that if this is the way you are going to be killing people, just, like, just running at them with a knife, basically, then you probably are going to be just, like, scrambling to get some of them as they try to get away or they try to fight back or whatever they're trying to do, you know? So I guess it, it makes it more realistic, maybe, to a certain extent, but it also... Again, I, I think it takes away some of the, the iconic moments that you could have had, maybe? I definitely find it interesting that uh, that Ghostface is not an indestructible or immovable villain, you know, like Michael Myers or Jason or these ones, you know, that are that are just this, this unstoppable, immovable force, you know? Uh, no, he can be pushed around, he's just, ultimately, he's just a person, you know, and they, they, they have to keep finding reasons for somebody else to put the Ghostface on because it's not the same person every time because oftentimes they'll kill the ghost face killer or whatever you know they'll they'll get rid of him and then it's like okay so it, it can't just be the same guy every time and it's not like a jason situation where he just keeps coming back or something right so they just have to find new reasons and you know it's <laughs> i don't know i guess i find that interesting that it's it's the the ghost face killer that whole thing that doesn't really have anything to do with the villain, specific villain per se, because basically anybody can put on the mask and, and start killing. So speaking of the, the killers and stuff, uh, each ending of the movie, you know, it's like revealed who the ghost face killer is and all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's some big like twist reveal each time, you know, and uh, honestly, I mean, each one's okay. Each one, it happens and I'm like, you know, our, that, that's I guess that's a, a fine enough reason for crazy persons to be killing people, you know, like that's... <laughs> that's a that's a fine enough reason, but there was never a twist that happened in the movies that I was like, oh, now that's a great twist. Or like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. I didn't see that one coming. It was all just like, 
you know, okay, that works, I guess. That works for the movie that they're doing. That works for the stories that they're telling here. But, uh, but, but it was never... I was never amazed or wowed by any of the twists. It was, it was just kind of, they were just kind of fine. I do like that this series though has a continuing story and has characters that are continuing through each movie because most slasher movies, every movie has different characters. You know, this one, you have Sydney and Gale and Dewey and, you know, all these characters that will carry on movie to movie throughout this whole series. And so it actually gives them more time than most slasher movie franchises to actually build up characters, to actually give them interesting interactions, actually give them further character development as the trilogy goes on and stuff. And so I enjoyed that. I, I liked that aspect of it. I liked Dewey. Dewey's a very fun character. Uh, Sydney, I think, is a good protagonist and stuff. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I liked... I liked the characters here, and, uh, yeah, they were, they were pretty fun. And, uh, yeah, these movies... Honestly, these movies are decent. They're, they're, you know, I had some fun with them. They're not anything amazing. They're decent. They're just kind of forgettable, ultimately. All of these movies, I would give a 3.5 out of 5 stars on the enjoyability scale. Maybe even bordering onto just the straight 3 out of 5 there. Uh, alright, now let's move on to Scream 4. What's your favorite scary movie? Here is my Winsboro Massacre anniversary question. What is your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? One generation's tragedy is the next one's a joke. What is your favorite scary movie, man? I'll show you. This week marks the anniversary of the infamous Woodsboro murders. Local celebrity victim, Sydney Prescott, chose to return to her hometown. Welcome home, Sydney. Watch the preview of coming events. Scream 4. Sidney Prescott, now the author of a self-help book, returns home to Woodsboro on the last stop of her book tour. There, she reconnects with Sheriff Dewey and Gail, who are now married, as well as her cousin Jill and Aunt Kate. Unfortunately, Sidney's appearance also brings about the return of Ghostface. Oh boy. This film came out 11 years after the final one in the trilogy came out, after Scream 3 came out. So this uh, definitely seems like an attempt to reboot or relaunch the franchise here, though I mean, evidently it didn't work because uh, then there's a long pause between this one and now the most recent ones, which are coming out, I think, what did it start last year and now this year? So it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's been a while between those. So I don't know why exactly this didn't launch off the franchise here, but let's get into it. The meta this time around is reboots. How do you handle reboots as compared to the original? So it's like, okay, this is uh, technically not a reboot. This is a sequel. This is just a belated sequel. This is a sequel that takes place uh, quite a while afterwards. So they really kind of leaned into the reboot angle. This is a reboot. So it's like, oh, it's it's going to be different, but they're kind of redoing some of the things that they did in the original movie. And so they, they leaned into kind of the reboot angle of it, even though it's not technically a reboot. That said, okay, cool. A, a pretty fun angle to go on there. And I, I think they did some fairly interesting stuff with that. I do like like that Dewey and Gale got married, you know, uh, but they always, they always throw something between those two. Like every movie, I, 
I kind of get tired of this in these movies after a while. So Dewey and uh, Gale, you know, they're kind of love interests that they, in, in each movie, it kind of progresses a little bit more, you know, but every single time they like throw something in between these two to kind of separate them for a lot of the movie and then they come back together kind of thing. And it's like, it's, it happens basically every movie and I just kind of get tired of it. It's like, okay, you know, you want to do that once, twice even, I guess. Okay, fine. But let's have them just be together now, you know? Like, can, can we just have a a functional relationship here? But no, we cannot. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's a little bit annoying. That said, I do like that they got married now and to kind of see some of the progression in their relationship here. There's a lot of new familiar faces in here. Uh, like uh, Emma Roberts is in here, Allison Brie, Anna Paquin, Kristen Bell. There's a lot of uh, actors and actresses in here that I recognized uh, from later on the the work that they did later on in, in different stuff and I recognized them in here and I'm like oh okay that's that's pretty cool they played some fun characters I definitely liked uh, Emma Roberts character in here for sure and seeing the return of Sydney Prescott you know how she's dealing with the the trauma and everything from this horrifying past of, of slasher movies that she's experienced and how she's trying to progress forward and everything it's like okay cool 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 you know I, I like that stuff, you know, so there's some interesting uh, character work going on in this movie with her and with some of the other characters there. Um, I liked the twist more in this one, too. I, I felt like like they were actually trying to do something like really interesting, I guess, with the reveal instead of just being like, oh, here, here's kind of the killer, I guess, you know, which I, I almost felt like was the previous movies, you know, this one, I actually was like, oh, this is, this is something a little more interesting, I think with the killer, which is cool. So I liked that. Uh, I don't know why this did not relaunch the franchise. Honestly, this is my favorite one so far. Like I really enjoyed this one. I thought this was a good relaunch to the franchise i thought it was better than the entire original trilogy so like this is the best one so far so i, I don't know i don't know why this one didn't relaunch the franchise maybe this is missing some element that people loved about the previous ones that I, i'm just missing here that that like i i guess i didn't miss here you know so uh, i don't know i don't know why this didn't launch the franchise i would have been cool seeing you know a trilogy more in this vein or more you know along the lines of this movie the quality of this movie because i i quite enjoyed this one but uh but it didn't work out so all right i, I guess uh, yeah, that's that. I would give this a four out of five stars on the enjoyability scale. Pretty fun stuff. Good time. Uh, also, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, but we're also going to be talking about the TV show Scream here, the first season anyway, so let's talk about that next. You can't do a slasher movie as a TV series. Slasher movies burn bright and fast. <laughs> Nina, are you home? By the time the first body is found, it's only a matter of time before the bloodbath commences. Say get a room, but I don't want the cleanup. You slept with Nina. No, um, wait. Scream the TV series. This is a serialized anthology series that follows a group of teenagers being targeted by a masked serial killer. So I, I guess each season is a different story. Uh, that's where the anthology element comes in. I only watched the first season here, uh, but it was its own story, one complete story over the course of a season. And something I noticed right away watching this series is that the series is way more focused 
focused on the teen drama than the the movies were. Which I mean, I, I I'm not really into the the teen drama, you know, teen. Uh, teen YA novel type storytelling kind of going on in here, you know, that's like, I guess there's been some good stories and stuff with that, but I don't know, I'm not really into a lot of this kind of stuff. That said, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense since there's like, there's so much more time to tell the story here over the course of, I think it was 10 episodes. So over the course of this whole season, instead of, you know, just two hours, you know, so it, I guess it makes sense that it would have to get more into the drama and them being teens. It would be the same, this kind of teen school drama kind of stuff going on in here. And I mean, some of that stuff, I guess, was in the movies, but the movies were much more distracted with the fact that, hey, there's a serial killer that's wants to kill us, you know? <laughs> this one, uh, it, it takes place over a, a longer period of time, and so there's a lot more time for the, the teen drama type stuff, you know? And it's, it's, I don't know, I mean, as far as teen drama goes, I guess it's decently well done, you know, but it's, it's, it feels like a CW show, you know, it's, it's very melodramatic, uh, lots of, you know, love triangles and drama that could have been resolved with a civil discussion, but no, they're just going to be mad at each other and stuff, but okay, okay, sure. There's some, you know, good moments here and there, and I do like the stuff surrounding the murder mystery itself, you know, the stuff surrounding the killer and all that aspect of it. That stuff, I think, is pretty well done. I, I think that stuff is pretty good. The killer, I will say, is, is the story of the killer is a, maybe a little bit weird. Not that I, I disliked it, it's... I guess instead of just kind of, they wanted to add more mythology to this ghost-faced killer, and so they kind of gave him a, a, a Jason Voorhees undead type of past kind of thing going on. I'll, I'll let you watch the season to figure out what all that's about, but it's like, that's, that's a weird choice for a scream series, you know, because it's, I guess it's very different than what we've seen in Scream before. That said, they made it work for the context of this story, and this story is disconnected from the movies. This is, this has basically nothing to do with the movies other than it's a, a, a dude in a mask that is somewhat similar, but looks worse, a worse looking Scream to Ghostface mask. Uh, so, you know, there's that, but it's similar in theme, I guess, more so than, the, you know, none of the same characters or anything of of that nature. My favorite character in here is this, there's this geek that explains all the meta stuff in here, uh, played by John Karna. I thought he was funny. He's fun. Uh, the, the meta this time. Okay. So the meta is going to be that, okay, now we'll have a slasher series, you know, so it's a TV series format for a slasher. And somehow, somehow our, our meta geek guy knows this, you know, so, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, slasher movies thrive on being short and sweet, right? And this is a TV show, so it's more drawn out, it's longer, and that's kind of the meta there that they talk about in the movie. They definitely do not lean into the meta as much as the movies do. Uh, yeah, not, not even really close, but it is something that pops up here and there where they'll talk kind of about the meta and the, the rules of a slasher TV show. At the core of this story is a lesbian love story right there. Like, like the, the, a lot of the mood, this show comes out of this lesbian love story. So it's like, it's not even, 
It's it's annoying, honestly. It's just like ugh, okay. Uh, it, it's not it's not extremely explicit in it per se, but the love story is kind of a big crux of the movie and a crux of a lot of things that happen in the movie. And of course, one of the lesbians in the here is Catholic. Right, so it's like okay, you gotta, you gotta, you know, take a, a Christian and distort him, right? You know, if you don't know, Catholicism is uh, expressly forbids homosexuality because the Bible expressly forbids homosexuality. So it's like they, they gotta take that and they gotta twist that to go, you know, it's uh, ah, and it's it's frustrating. It, it's gotta just, it feels like you know, it's just gotta be in everything, and it's in here as well. Uh, this series does a lot more to sexualize the teenagers than the movies do, which I mean, it's not, it's, it's like, that's not particularly unusual for like a slasher movie, but it is unusual for the scream slasher movies, you know? Cause as I was saying before, these movies don't have any nudity or anything. This doesn't have any nudity. Cause this is like a, uh, PG 13. Nah, it's probably, it's probably still R rated kind of level, but it's, it's like between PG 13 and R it's, it's in that category. It's not a hard R rating by any means, but this one, they definitely do more to, uh, ogle scantily clad, uh, people, you know, than, than the movies did, which is, is interesting. It's just like, okay, well, why, you know, the movies didn't really fall into this trap, which is cool. And it's like, why, why is the TV show kind of falling into the trap? Uh, overall, it's decent. It's interesting. The, the murder mystery and that kind of aspect of it kept me watching to the end of this season and to see the kind of the, the conclusion of this. That said, there's two more seasons of this. Am I going to watch it? I don't think so. I, I honestly, I think I'm, I'm good. I saw what I needed to see out of this TV show. I enjoyed my time with it enough. I, I liked it enough that I, I finished it through with this first season. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna continue this. So now we'll move on to the most recent, not the most recent, but the the new one, the first one in this new trilogy here. Scream. This isn't funny, Amber. When do you like to play a game, Tara? Scream. 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, a new killer dons the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. That's right, just like Halloween, they decided to just name this sequel just the, the name of the original movie again. How annoying and is that? That is it's just, I don't like this. <laughs> I, I, in a sense, I understand why you do that, but like for marketing type reasons, but I don't like this. Stop this. This is annoying. It makes it annoying to talk about this movie. It makes it annoying to talk about Scream. It makes it annoying to talk about the recent God of War game. You know, it's like, stop it. You just, just name it with Scream the, the Reckoning or something. You know, I don't know. Just name it Scream. 
six or five. This is five. So name it Scream Five. Uh, but for marketing reasons and stuff, I, I guess I get it. I just find it uh, slightly annoying. Uh, the meta this time is a requel, a reboot sequel, uh, which is what this is basically. This is the the reboot sequel kind of thing that uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens is, or the new Halloween movie is. You know, it's it's a sequel, but it's kind of relaunching the franchise, is rebooting the franchise, but it's still a sequel, still retaining elements from those original movies, but very much changing things and kind of going in its own direction. They get very specific with the meta this time, like, like referring to like, they're, they're referring to their real life as a movie and like, you're the main character and, and just it's so many things, so many points. It, it's just, it's, it's a bit too on the nose. Like yeah. I understand that this is part of this franchise, that this is the thing that makes this franchise unique. This is the thing that makes this slasher franchise not just blend in to any of the other slasher movies and just fade away into obscurity. This is like, this is their thing. This is their calling card. This is their thing that really makes their franchise stand out as different. But you need to pull back on this a little bit. This is too much. You're, you need a, you're a bit too on the nose at points, you know, so it's like pull back a little bit on this in future entries, please. Uh, <laughs> there's some decently suspenseful parts in here. There's some, there's definitely some fun, exciting moments in here. The meta stuff does uh, keep it from getting too scary, though. I think that's a, that's an element that persists throughout all of these movies. But this one, the, the, there's some decently fun and, and intense kind of sequences in here hair. If you're here for the kills, uh, this I think has the most inventive and interesting kills of the franchise so far here. And, uh, it probably also the goriest kills, you know? So I take from that what you will, you know? Uh, I liked that we get some more unique, different kind of kills instead of, you know, just the same stabbings that we've seen already in the last four movies. But, you know, it can definitely be over the top. They, they definitely, uh, try to push the limit of, oh man, let's make this really gruesome and stuff. Which, you know, it's a slasher movie, that's what you expect, and if, if that's what you're there for, well, there you go. Uh, but again, I, I like the inventiveness of the kills, but it doesn't always need to be extremely gruesome, you know, for for me to enjoy it personally. Uh, so we got a completely new cast here. Not completely. Some of the old characters do return. We got a new leading cast here. The old cast is in supporting roles. Again, very much in the the vein of like a Star Wars Force Awakens type of thing. So the main characters here, they're two sisters named Sam and Tara. And I liked them. I, I think that they're fun characters and they got like a good kind of sisterly dynamic there. Uh, they're they're kind of working through some some troubles that they have. They, they haven't been on the greatest of terms, and now they're kind of working through that throughout the course of the movie. Uh, that's cool, and uh, yeah, good stuff there. I hate that they broke, they broke up Dewey and Gale. Stupid. Just so stupid. Why did you do that? I know every time, every movie, you gotta throw some monkey in the wrench, wrench in the works, monkey wrench, monkey wrench in the works, uh, between those two, but but no, you don't, but please stop doing that. <laughs> and this one, they're just kind of like, oh, let's just break them up for some reason. And it's just, ugh, annoying, annoying. Sydney Prescott in here is pretty different. I would say in this one, like now she's much more of the like macho man. I'm going to hunt this killer down kind of character, which 
there, I guess there's elements of that previously, but she wasn't really that character before, but they, they like really pushed her into that role more in a way that maybe felt a little bit forced in this movie, but you know, okay, okay. I think they did a really good job with the sense of paranoia in this movie as far as like you have this this group of main characters here and you know that like it's one of them, right? The killer is one of them. You know, the killer's never some outside guy that you'd never heard of, right? The killer is always one of them. And so they I think this movie they did a good job at kind of making suspects out of everyone and the kind of everybody's like kind of distrusting each other and going Going, huh who's who is it kind of thing and uh, I think they they did that aspect of this really well uh, I was not crazy about the ending of this one I like I feel like we've kind of seen this twist already done and and kind of done better previously and I, I don't know it's just it's just kind of weird here it's, it's kind of like uh, is this the twist I, I don't know uh, eh, eh. Uh, th that was kind of I don't know. I guess it's kind of par for the course as far as some a lot of the twists of these movies just kind of being, eh. But this one, uh, yeah, it wasn't as good as number four. Of course, you got the the homosexual character in here. You know, you gotta you gotta check the woke boxes in here so that you can uh, you can fit into the the evils of Hollywood's agenda. So there you go. Uh, overall, this movie this movie's fun. This movie it's a good solid movie. It's a uh, I don't know. It's somewhere on par with number four, I would say. This is a four out of five stars on the enjoyability scale. I enjoyed it. I like the direction. It seems like these new characters are going. So I like this one. Let's talk about Scream 6. I had this secret. There's a darkness inside of me. It followed me here. And it's going to keep coming for us. Scream 6. The survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter of life in New York City, but oh my goodness, Ghostface follows them there, and now they're gonna die even in New York City. What in the world? Okay. Uh, <laughs> this movie, this movie basically abandons most all of the connections to the original series in favor of following these new characters who survived in the previous movies. I think there's w one character from the original series left in this movie, but other than that, basically, they've they've abandoned that. They've they've moved on. They're pursuing their own Scream series. Basically, no characters from previous movies. And instead of taking place in you know small town America, it's taking place in New York City. It's taking place in big city America. You know, and honestly, this this worked for me. Like they set this up in the previous movies. They introduced these new characters. They gave them a connection to Ghostface and a connection to Sidney Prescott and all that. Like they've they've gave you all these connections. They gave you you know all of these things to make it work and to make to to send them off on their own story. Now they're sent off. Off on their own story and it works. The series is no longer dependent on Sidney Prescott, you know? So good stuff, good stuff. Uh, the This is the continuing story of Sam and Tara and some of the other survivors. And I like these characters. I like this new cast of characters maybe even more than I liked the characters of the original series. Like, I really like some of these new characters. I think they are very fun and I think that the... The continued relationship with Sam and Tara is great, and I think that uh, they they bonded a little bit more in that first movie, and now they're they're seeing how 
that relationship is progressing and seeing how, okay, they still have some things to overcome, but they're good. They're in this good sisterly relationship now, and it's, it's good stuff. And this is the most intimidating Ghostface has been since the beginning, like has ever been, basically. He is so aggressive this time around. Like, normally, Ghostface is the kind of villain that he's, like, waiting on the perimeter, picking people off, and then he'll run at you at the last second and stuff. You know, he, he's kind of one of those villains, not this time. This time, he is aggressive, he is pursuing you, and he's not afraid to, you know, bust into a room with multiple people and start taking people out if that's what it takes, because he has, he is so, like, driven and so much more intimidating. There's some really exciting, edgy-your-seat, fun, fun action sequences in here. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, that, like, that, this is, the, that's the, some of the best stuff of this franchise right here. Really good. The meta this time is franchises. Okay, we've, We've gone past a reboot prequel. This is a full-blown franchise. It's been a franchise for a while now, arguably, I would say. But this is a full-blown franchise now. They, uh, they, they pull back on the meta a ton this time, which is great. You know, it's in there for a scene or two, but nowhere close to the previous movie. And I am fine with that. I am fine with them trying to take these movies a little bit more seriously. I know you gotta have that in there. That's what differentiates these, you know, movies from other slasher movies. But it's also, you know, that meta stuff that makes it less intense normally. I think that's one of the reasons that this movie is so much more intense and exciting is because, you know, when the characters are referencing the fact that they're in a slasher movie, it takes me out of the story. So when they're doing that significantly less, I can be involved in the story more. Uh, and I was. And this movie was very fun. I really liked the ending this time. The ending totally worked for me. Uh, the opening of the movie was awesome, too. I think this is one of the coolest, like, openings of these movies. The openings, they always try to do something interesting or cool, you know, like, kind of unexpected or whatever with these openings every movie, basically. And, uh, this movie... They they were doing that and it was great. Like I, I loved the opening of this movie. It was fantastic. This is this is the best Scream movie. Scream Six is the best one. You know, how how often can you say that the sixth movie in the franchise is the best one? In my opinion, this is the best one. I don't have any nostalgia for those original movies, right? So it's like I can't speak for you if you watched those when they were coming out in the eighties, nineties, whenever those were coming out, you know? So it's like I, I don't have any nostalgia. You'll probably won't feel that way if you got the nostalgia and stuff, and this is like different characters going a different direction and stuff but me having watched all these movies within the past year or however long that I, I've been watching all these movies it's, it's a shorter time frame than that but to me these newer two movies I like the characters more I like I, I like where it seems like they're they're trying to take the story and this one you know pulling back on the meta and stuff uh, I I like that aspect of it it makes it more exciting I like the more aggressive assertive uh, intense kind of scream uh, ghost face kind Kind of killer here and uh yeah it's good stuff this this is the the best one yet and uh this this makes me excited to see what the future of the franchise holds what do you think of the scream series which one is your favorite you can let me know he looks reviews podcast at gmail.com that is it for today until next time this is david a helix reviews signing out bye bye guys